poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Philosophical Friday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and Duncan Palamortis. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. Today is a very philosophical day, so I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan Palamortis. Duncan, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well. How's everything with you? Life is good, man. I, I can't complain. It, the weather is starting to be sunny and warm, and that always lifts my spirits and I get outside more. And yeah, I'm somebody that enjoys the, the warmer weather as a human. I, it gives me more energy. I just feel, I feel just like recharged um, in, in the warmer seasons. I need to move to uh, Los Angeles where, where you're at. I, I think I was kind of born to live there. Yeah, right. I mean, you were talking about weather. I was like, what's weather? What does that word mean? Yes. <laughs> Isn't it like it's like 70 and always 70? Well, um, to, to me, it feels it's 70 all the time. It's like, you know, I, I remember one of my, my colleagues is like, oh, my God, I haven't, you know, wear a jacket in, in six months. It's like, I haven't wear a jacket in six years. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The downside is it like it rains and then the world ends in LA, right? You have mm-hmm. mudslides mm-hmm. Um, right. or it doesn't rain and all of a sudden everything's on fire. Right. Um, that's that's the downside to the perfect weather, but I'll, I'll take the perfect weather 98% of the time. Uh, sure. So t- today we have a topic submitted from Greatness Village, um, a prominent villager who's going to come on the pod uh, he's a high-level poker player, and actually, he wants to come on this pod to join uh, some of these philosophical discussions because it's uh, a thing that is near and dear to his heart, Humberto Jimenez. And Humberto, in the Philosophical Friday channel in Greatness Village, um, was I asked people for topics and got a bunch of topics sent back. And today is, um, what is the poker dream? Right, like, what is a poker dream, and is a poker dream still uh, attainable in the year 2022? Has it changed over time? Uh, questions along that path, and so we'll start out, you know, with the the first one. Uh, what is a poker dream, right? And I'll I, I will defer to you here and let let you go first because this is obviously kind of uh, an abstract um, concept and, and a very personal. Uh, thing. Sure. Yeah. And and the first thing that comes to mind, uh, obviously, or maybe not so obviously, is what what is the American dream? You know, is the American dream still alive? You know, this is one of the questions that people ask from time to time. And no, I'm not going to go there. We're not going <laughs> to discuss the American dream. But the, but the thing is that I do think there are parallels, right? And and the and, and one thing that I'm thinking is that uh, dreams are different for different people. You know, so the poker dream is is different for for different people. Like for instance, uh, in this day and age, uh, there are people who have the bragging rights for playing as close to computers as possible, right? That was something that was not possible a few years ago, right? So somebody who's driven by competitiveness, they may say, you know what, I am the closest there is to you know a human playing a, a, like like a computer, uh, and so I do 
believe that the dream is different for for different people but i think broadly speaking uh what most people have in mind when they're talking about the uh, the poker dream some things that could permeate among different individuals would be something along the lines of playing poker professionally for a living meaning is going to be you know their main source of income uh, or the only source uh, of income uh being able to support a family do the things that uh, they love and uh, uh, there's also some other things which uh, I think they are, um, perhaps we can talk a little bit about that, some uh, misconceptions that people have. Well, like what a lot what of is Duncan's think... poker dream here? You know, instead of a more general sense, let's get, let's get more sure. specific here. What, what, what's your poker dream? And my hunch is that this is a thing that is fluid and sort of changes, you know, as you go along your poker journey. Or maybe I'm projecting because my, my oh, dream no, no. Is, has certainly changed over time myself. Sure. Yeah. So uh, it has changed for me as well. You know, when I was younger, you know, to me, it was uh, I want to say that from from day one, for me, it was something like along the lines of I want to beat the system. Right. I think really deep inside. I mean, sure, I, I'm, I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to lie, like having uh, a monetary reward or being able to finance the, the rest of your life is, is great, is obviously is obviously amazing. But there is something about being able to beat the system, right? Find, finding something, live your own life, live your own way, make your own rules, be your own boss. There's something fundamentally yeah, hacking liberating. It. Hacking it, exactly. That, that's, that's, that's a life hack. And I think, you know, no matter how much, you know, we like all of the side benefits, you know, uh, I think for me, that has always been uh, at number one, right? I mean, the, the uh, life, how about, how about yourself? What, what would you say would be the number one reason? I, I think that resonates with me deeply, the life hack of sort of escaping the rat race. Um, mm. my, my dream was just to never have to do an inane task mm -hmm. by that a boss wanted me to do for no reason ever again for the rest of my life. Like that, I, I wanted freedom and autonomy and that was what I valued and the co competitive aspect of it too. I, I am a very competitive person. I, I've always been a competitive person in, in that, like, I don't know, it's just fun to me. Um, and I don't know why, you know, I was, uh, a cashier at 15 years old at a grocery store. Right. And, and it, and it was, you know, how many groceries can I ring up per minute? Like, can I beat my friend? Right. And it's just like a silly, very silly competition only in your own head that nobody cares about. And, and yet, it's a part of me that drove my actions and my behavior. Nobody's not technically true because you care about it. Yeah, right? I the, care. The, the, right? the most important person about this cares about it. Right, that, that's true. And <laughs> to me, it just felt like a quirk of my personality. It's like, I don't know why I feel this need to like, whatever thing that I'm doing, I want to do really, really well when nobody's even paying attention or watching, but like, it's just, a, it's a part of me. And that was... That, that's a side that like poker itches, you know, or scratches. That's an itch that poker scratches. Um, so the competitive aspect of it was very valuable to me, um, even when it wasn't valuable, right? Even when I hated it, when I hated that, like, we had this life hack, but like none of my other friends are like going to work and like getting buried um, day after day after day, just like losing a bunch of money. You know, it's it's kind of a, yeah, that that's the downside of the path. Um, so yeah, the freedom, autonomy, and 
Yeah, I, I think th that my dream was just never to have to have like an actual job again. And that was really cut and dry. I didn't care about bracelets. I didn't care about fame. I didn't care about, you know, winning the WSOP main event like Mike McDee. It was very simple for me. I just want to be able to pay my way through life playing this game that I really enjoy. I, I can totally relate. Uh, yeah, if it uh, if it wasn't for a, a, a specific reason that... Uh, sort of relates to my immigration status that made me, you know, having to be more visible and public because the, the government uh, sort of like indirectly asked me to, like I wouldn't probably be in the public scene at all. I, I'm a very private person and I agree with you. Like it's it's not uh, necessarily about, because you, you, you said it earlier, it, it, um, I should probably finish my sentences sometimes, you know, my mind. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> it helps if I finish my sentences. <laughs> yeah. So it's not about uh, necessarily about awards, about trophies. Um, and you mentioned earlier that, you know, nobody's watching. And again, you are, right? I mean, you are the person who's watching. And that's, you are the person who is uh, present in your life 100% of the time. So you are the most important uh, attendant, basically, right? So yeah. you're the most important uh uh, viewers. So this is, this is very, this is very relevant. And it's, it's a and critical point and not one that I've considered super in depth, but again, it, you kind of hit the nail on the head because I do believe that I've always prioritized my view of myself as well, even as it relates to poker. I'm not afraid of like looking stupid. I'm not afraid of mm -hmm. making a decision that like, nobody else is going to make like whatever i don't care like i think this is good so i'm going to do that and i do think that like really just that competition with myself of like yeah we're going to play above the rim we're going to do things other people aren't going to do and guess what like that's where my edge is um that's something that like has always been valuable to myself and really has been an asset in drowning out any sort of like feedback from the poker community at large because it's like yeah, who are you? Like, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know right. you. Why, why should I ex uh, value your opinion on this hand over my own? Um, and, and I know that, like, that's going to come off as probably arrogant. No, but... no, no. I, what I was actually about to say is that, and I didn't want to get sidetracked, but sure. it is Philosophical Friday after yeah, all. Yeah, that's true. So one philosophical tangent uh, about this. Yes, uh, you say you do not want to look stupid, but here's the thing. Who is the only the, the number one person you care the, the opinion of? Me, if not myself. Exactly. That's exactly. It. So if you're not judgmental about yourself, like you care less and less about what other people think because you, you want to you want the approval of yourself first and foremost. And I think people who and, and, and this is, by the way, across the board for everybody, right? You know, for for those those areas of life where we feel the most insecure, these are typically the areas of life where we don't approve of ourselves first right i mean this is you're gonna you're gonna say you know what's uh uh what's this crazy beard you have duncan <laughs> you know this is exactly it means you don't approve of of your own beard right uh or, or in my case you approve of your own beard a little bit too much you know that's that's <laughs> equally a problem now all, all, all jokes aside uh i i do think this is relevant like it, it kind of shows you know that uh how important the opinion of, of, of ourselves can be in a situation like this. But anyway, end of tangent. We yeah, can... <laughs> no, no, I, I think that's that's really just good stuff. Um, and ultimately, like, who else is there, right? Like, who, who's, who else's opinion can we really value uh, above our own um, when it relates to these types of endeavors, especially, like, when you're so 
when it's just such a big part of your existence, right? Like I, I do think there is like value in leasing out like the, the metacognition to a coach who can help upgrade your thought process and upgrade your conscious ability to rationalize your way through hands. Um, but like at the end of the day, the, the guys, what's interesting is that at the end of the day, the guys that I find have the most success are like, they're open to feedback, but like when they genuinely believe they understand a situation and like they get feedback saying, nah, I wouldn't call here. They just say, I don't care what you say. <laughs> like right, I'm right, calling right. here period right. because like, right. I believe like, I just know that it's the right thing to do. Like those guys are, are really the ones that have the most success in my mm -hmm. experience. Right. And if you think about it, what is feedback, right? It's basically, can you give me more data points so that I can actually self-analyze myself better, right? I mean, can you, like, if, if you value the opinion of somebody, it's not because you value the criticism necessarily itself, but yeah. even if there's criticism in the, what you, what you value is all of the tools that you can actually self-criticize yourself. Right right, 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 right. Essentially, it comes down to this. So, not to not to sound, uh, it would be arrogant to say that we do not need any external stimuli to update the way we view the world, because Correct. that's 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 actually incorrect, right? I mean, we do need all of the, of the external stimuli, but in the end of the in the end of the day, we use that external stimuli to actually make personal uh, right judgments so, of ourselves. Yeah. So basically, like there are all these data points that you prioritize when making a decision in poker. And like when you get feedback, you, you access other data points maybe you weren't aware of that you may want to prioritize over what you were thinking about. However, in some cases, you can get all the data points in the world and you still say, no, I'm prioritizing what I know um, over all of those. And, and you know that I think is what's key here. Is it like just because you gain access to all those data points doesn't mean that you should prioritize them over. Um, what you thought initially, but sometimes you should, right? And Absolutely. that's that's where you calibrate, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I, I do I do have a question for you back yeah. to the to the idea of the of of, of, of the poker dream. Was yeah. there something uh, in chasing your poker dream uh, that helped you with uh, other areas of life, other aspects of life? Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's it's endless, right? Like poker is just such a great um training ground for dealing with life and, and like what is viewed as commonly as like failure mm -hmm. um making the right decision with the information that i have and being able to live with whatever result uh comes is just something that poker ha has just strengthened it's a muscle that like poker has made just totally strong and these days if something doesn't work out it doesn't work out but like I made the best decision and that's kind of served me well throughout most of my adult life just being okay with like okay i'm gonna do this let the chips fall where they may um and then just kind of move on absolutely absolutely and, and you know also what they what they say right which uh, it's a little bit of a cliche but there is some truth in most of cliches that uh, you know those people who can succeed in poker they can succeed in a lot of other areas of life too right right and, and 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 you know there's a lot of people who if we want to talk about like for example financial success uh poker is probably not the most <laughs> you know lucrative area to be if you can handle the risk and you're competitive and, and all of these things so that's actually something interesting that the the dream that the competitiveness dream or the dream of flexibility or the dream of being a boss of yourself can actually potentially lead you to other areas of life
Right. And I think that's another thing that poker strengthened is like being responsible for my results and my decisions, right? Because mm -hmm. ultimately I, you have to be responsible in poker for the decisions that you make because the outcome is your livelihood, right? Like Absolutely. it's how you, how you make your living. And like, um, with building a business, right. I, I realized with a podcast, like pretty quickly that like, nobody's going to come in and like save the day and like right. sponsor the pod for right. bil billions of dollars. Right. I've got to, <laughs> I've got to take responsibility, responsibility right. in building my own business, right. which means I've got to be uncomfortable. I I've got to learn different skills that are necessary in business building that maybe poker hasn't, uh, hasn't taught me. Right. Because like that, that's just the reality. So like, yeah, taking responsibility has been another big part, a uh, big lesson that I've learned from, um, you know, chasing my, my poker dreams over time. Absolutely. And, and, and you reminded me of something now, right? I mean, you reminded me the idea of, like, let's say, complaining about bad beats. How is that related to what you're saying? Like the idea of responsibility, right? There is something so demeaning to ourselves to complain about a bad beat, right? I mean, you're basically saying, I am not responsible. You know, the universe yeah. is out there to get me, right? So the, there's nothing more hopeless and more, you know, demeaning to our personality and ourselves to say that, you know, somebody else is in control of us, right? Yeah, it's victimized. It, you're victimizing victimhood. yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and I think this is, you know, I don't want to use words like, you know, heavy words like disgusting, but this is really bad. <laughs> but I find that really bad. Again, I'm, all, I'm always talking about myself. I've made that clear since day one, right? Like, I would not want to be in that position. The only thing I hate more about, you know, like the, 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 the bad beat is to blame it on, on something else, which is, you know, the I mean, dealer. I mean, the deal. I mean, yeah, that's right. On. Exactly. And right. the, or the, and anything else. And, and, and actually that can potentially be detrimental uh, if one is not careful with, with a game like poker, because I, like, I remember early on in my career, like I would never, ever, ever assign blame to anything else but myself. And that's also problematic because there is lack involved in the game. So we sure. need to be able to find where to, 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 to draw the line. But I, I, like, I, you know, I can't stress that out enough for, 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 for my case, there's nothing I hate more than just assigning responsibility outside. I mean, maybe it's too, you know, uh, too arrogant, if you will, in some sense, but it's just like, it's so. Well, unfair. in poker, you have to take responsibility for your decisions and you have like, you know, if you complain about like getting aces in and tell the world because like villain had Queens and they got cracked, like, you know, you're winning. Aces got cracked. 80% of the time. It's not a hundred percent of the time. And if you don't understand that in the world of poker, you're in trouble. Right. Like you are really in trouble because 20% of the time it is not an insignificant number and it's That's going right. to happen quite frequently. Right. Um, and yeah, the, you know, it, 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 the cliche is that like luck has to be a part of the game, right. Else there wouldn't be a game, but the reality is just, just take responsibility for your results, you know, for you play 200 K hands and you're losing and you're blaming like variants and runouts. Like, no, like look in a mirror, really. Um, and think about the decisions that you're making over and over and over again and, and figure out how to upgrade those. Because like the reality is you're probably making poor decisions, which is leading to your bad results over time. And, and it's never going to change. It will literally never change until the day you take responsibility for your results. And in taking that responsibility, it, it is extremely empowering. Um, be, because- And incidentally, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. It just gives you something that you can control.
No, I was about to say for the listener, this is how Brad talks to himself, by the way. This is not just, you know, how, how he's talking to you guys, right? I mean, this is, and, 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 I, and I appreciate that. I mean, isn't how, this is how you basically talk to yourself? Yeah, like how, let, yeah. let me tell you. So like a, a quick aside here um, in, in the journey of chasing poker greatness and building the business, because the business is a different thing than playing poker. And, right. you know, seven or eight months into the podcast, I hadn't monetized the business in really any way other than like private coaching. And I was feeling depressed kind of about the business and growth. And I was like, what am I, I don't know what to do. I'm spending a ton of money every month, like producing these episodes. There's no ROI. I'm, I'm spending all my time investing my blood, sweat and tears in this project and I'm getting like nothing back. Right. And I was playing a, a video game because this is how I, I, I was drowning out my sorrows back then. Um, and dealing, okay. <laughs> dealing with which, my sadness, which, which one may I ask? I was playing a path of exile. Um, oh, I love path of exile. Yeah. I, I was, talk about it some other day. <laughs> yeah. I, I was really for a month and a half or so I was, Playing Path of Exile. What character were you playing? Like completely tangent. Like which or like barbarian? <laughs> Forget no, about it. I'm, I'm never, ne never the barbarian. Uh, I can't even. I think I was a shadow, but that's shadow. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, just just to lighten the mood a little bit. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. So, but really, there there was a day where I was sitting there playing, and I thought to myself, "That's it. I'm killing the podcast. It just doesn't make sense to me." And and I just had this moment of like, "Wow, you're gonna go out like that." You haven't even tried to sell anything. You haven't tried to make a course. You haven't tried to do anything. And you're just going to go out without even trying? Like, what a waste. Like, how weak is that? And then I said, you know, that from that moment, I texted, you know, Coach Thomas. And we did uh, the, the Hero Bluff Week, which was like five episodes in one week promoting a webinar. And really, it was just like, I can't just give up and not even try to, to sell something. I can't even give up and not even try to, like, make this work. Um, and I ended up selling like 21 copies, which at like $50 a piece, which, you know, was like a thousand bucks, which obviously, um, is nowhere near as much as I would make playing poker. Like it's, it's not even competitive, but it, but it showed me that I, that such a thing could be done if I just tried right. and put myself out there. So I did. And really everything that kind of sprung from that moment where, where I was playing Path of Exile uh, just sitting there and on the verge of giving up to just saying, well, what's the worst that happens? Like th in that moment, I took responsibility for my business. I was, I didn't blame anybody else, you know, people for not listening for the growth, not happening for sponsorship, um, for anything like that. I just said, I'm taking responsibility. And, and from that moment onward, I haven't felt any need really to, for anybody to come in and like swoop in and save the day, right? It's like, no, I know what this is worth. I know what I'm capable of. Um, and yeah, that, that moment was is very empowering. So like taking responsibility is quite important, whatever endeavor it is. And yeah, it took me seven months to really take responsibility for the business. Um, Cause poker, you know, I've already been there, no, done that. No, that's what you're describing right now is essentially chasing the dream right that's why it, it's so tied to what we're discussing right now i mean yep, that is. is chasing the dream right i mean going that after was the, the moment dream. my dream changed too yeah exactly um, exactly exactly this is this is this is this is very this is very beautiful um and uh uh any any regrets after uh, yeah not not going for it like four months before you know, play, <laughs> playing Path of Path of Exile for forty hours a week for about a month, month and a half. That I would say that's the regret. 
Maybe the regret is like, you know, the 38 hours, right? Yeah, the 38. Path of Exile is great. I mean, I haven't played since 2012, but uh, it's it was a great It's great fun. It's, it's a fun. it's a really fun game and very addictive and like I do miss it as much as I miss, you know, Rocket League and the other games and okay. that I played, but like now business is kind of everything, coaching, teaching, um which which is my new poker dream, right? That's sort of where things changed for me. For a while, it was making a living, and I did that. I paid my way through life. I I, it, I did all the things that I wanted to do there, um, and then I kind of just wanted more. You know, I didn't know exactly what I wanted, but I wanted more. And um, I was telling John, you know, he was asking me about like what I'm working towards, and I think like right now, um, I would have said previously that I was working towards uh, becoming the best cash game poker coach in the world. That that was like what I. Uh, a target that I had had in my mind that I was even afraid of saying out loud for fear of like judgment externally. Yeah. But now the dream has changed. And, and again, it, the judgment can be internal too, right? Because yeah. there is like, as, as an educator, there's always a joke that uh, is, is around my mind constantly, right? Those who can't do teach and those That's who true. can't teach, teach gym. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this joke is, is running around my head all the time. And, and I'm like, okay, at what part is this, you know, me trying to be beneficial to society and what part is that me, you know, getting old or whatever. And, and this is, you know, this, this is real stuff that we have to deal uh, yeah. on, 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 on a daily basis. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's real. And also the, the idea that, that, that you mentioned before, I, I wasn't even sure what I wanted. You know, this is like one of the hardest questions as it ties again, a topic for another day, the meaning of life, but essentially what do we want? The thing is that humans were wired from the ancient ages to actually survive, right? I mean, once like, and it's not easy to bring food at the table typically, right? I mean, it's not easy to, to survive our basic needs. So we live in a world where for the first time in millennia, we have what is known as essentially free time, right? I mean, we actually have satisfied our, our basic needs and all of a sudden we're like, okay, What's next? You know, I have food at the table. I have a shelter above my roof, which is, by the way, still an incredible privilege, right? I mean, we should not Absolutely. forget that at any, any moment. But even, you know, if we have, like, let's say, an hour a day, that's something that didn't exist, you know, like 50 years ago, I mean, or 100 years ago, and definitely not, you know, uh, half, uh, like back in the Middle Ages, right? I mean, that, that, that stuff didn't exist. So we're presented with a challenge of basically finding things to do so for you know for anyone who claims like you know oh you need to know what you want <laughs> well it's easier said than done you know once you get oh I, yeah it's a fluid thing you're changing and what you want will change in exactly. some years as well right. you know right. um but let me ask you another sorry go ahead oh i was gonna i was just gonna close that loop of yes. uh being the best poker cash game poker coach in the world what what the ultimate conclusion that i came to was that that was not the right target and the right target for me is becoming the best cash game poker coach that I'm capable of. Um, and I think that's something that is kind of tangible that I can measure. And also I, I have an awareness of having more to give. And I think at some point, maybe there are diminishing returns where I'm like, okay, I've given everything that I have to give in this area. And now it's time to like move on to the next target or the next mountain. But there's still a lot more, I think, that I have to give and a lot more growing that I have to do as a communicator and poker coach. And so like that is really 
that's my dream right now is to just maximize my ability to communicate information, help people go from, you know, break even or losing players to winning and winning players and crushers um, and understand the game fundamentally at a different level that they never would have been able to um, without communicating with me. Right. That's that, that is my dream today. And I, I know that it will change and I have a feeling what it will um, change to the next phase after that will be to really find my limits as a poker player. That's something that uh, is very near and dear to my heart. And I want to play, you know, I, I want to battle Garrett. I want to play right. the big games. I want right. to just see like, what is my limit here? Um, and really give it hell and do everything that I can to kind of find those limits. Um, because I, I know that as a player, I've, I've have so much more to give that I haven't yet given. And so, yeah, that's sort of like my vision for my trajectory, um, and, and my poker dream, uh, moving into the future. But anyway, well, this is yeah, great. Wanted to, wanted to close that loop. No, this is, this is great. <clears throat> and, and it's an excellent, excellent, a, a dream to, uh, to, to, to go after for sure. And, um, you know, again, like the, the, the two are not mutually exclusive, right? Uh, that's why that's why it's it's good to have that criticism in, in, in the back of our heads to, to 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 remind us that like you can be an excellent uh, player and at the same time you can be an excellent coach, right? Like, well, it it actually one sharpens the other, right? Like co co coaching actually sharpens the playing side, which correct. has given me awareness of like how much more I have to give as a player, right? It's like wow, like I was able to thrive in this game for, you know, close to 20 years. Um, and now I'm fundamentally. You still strongest. are thriving, by the way. I mean, you're using a past tense, but that's, you still are thriving in the game. Like this, this hasn't stopped. You know, even if you play less, you're still playing the game though. Like yeah, that's, that's but relevant. It, I, 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 I'm playing less too, but like, you know, I'm, I'm still in the game, you know, like right, when, right, when right. I talk to my students, I use examples from things that happen in everyday life. This is, I know because I'm, I'm, I'm very critical of myself too. You know, I'm like, you know, with all of the responsibilities as we yeah, grow older, you know, I you see know, my guys, you know, right? I see John's yeah, I know, graph I know, I know, and, and I'm like, I know, oh, you, know, you played know, like, you know, 50K know. online hands and, you know, you're know. winning at like 20 BBs per hundred. Like that, that dude is in there. I know. Thriving I know. and just like crushing it. Right. And that, that competitive side too, you know, that's the competitive side that that's like very alluring. Um, I know how it feels because I mean, I also have like close to 2 million hands are, uh, online. Right. I mean, so there was a time I was doing the same thing. Right. You know, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm doing hey. this. As, yeah. No, it's, so I know how it feels. Here's a philosophical <laughs> question, right? We only have so many hands of poker. We're going to play mm -hmm. in our life. Right. And so like not playing poker for five years or whatever, uh, means that the amount of hands that I have left to play poker goes down. Um, sure over time right so yeah just uh anyway um, no this is excellent this i think this is like you know a very a very nice uh, a very nice story and and, and, and like it, it personalizes that idea of, of the dream and i guess you know one question that we we we, we haven't answered is is the, the poker dream alive like is it still possible for people to chase um whatever it is that they find interesting in this game this game and I can't overstate my my opinion on this. I have a consult with a player in the next uh, half hour mm -hmm. about joining the Wolf program. Right. The dream is very much alive. 
I really wish I would disagree with that. I re- that would make for a good content. Go for I really, it. Yeah, I mean, you, I, you can no, disagree. I, I really wish I, I did. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I really, I, I'm really like real. So we're so on the, on the same side there. 100%. But I, I'm like at this point, I'm the facilitator, right? I, right? I am. I'm positioning myself to be the facilitator of helping people realize their own poker dream. And so, like, I must believe that the poker dream is um attainable else i would just be like scamming people right now by you know selling coaching and products and training and you know the wolf program and the cfp so i believe with every ounce of my being that the poker dream in this day is attainable and i think it's more attainable than people think if they just kind of drown out the noise find the right resources and really believe in themselves and put in the work honestly that that's what it requires that, that, that's exactly right and i really really wish i disagreed with that oh, i i i do not like no, no, not even not even close the only, the only thing i'm going to say is this that i think now more than ever the poker dream is alive and not just the poker dream like any dream we live in a world of opportunity both in place i mean we both happen to be in the, in the united states yeah. but at the same time we live also in a time of opportunity so unless you know we end up killing ourselves, which is not unlikely. <clears throat> yeah, uh, this I, is this. Yeah, this is by by far uh, that would be the negative spin that I would, I would put here because again, I I'm, would say it's inevitable that we kill ourselves. It's inevitable. By, yes, by the way, exactly. Like I, unlikely, I, I, not really. I think it's just in, an inevitability that that's the downfall of the human race. Um, but that's maybe a philosophical topic for another day. Exactly, especially the likelihood, right? Because I'm probably one of the very few people, you know, sometimes people listen to me, they say, Duncan, I mean, you sound like very positive about life. I was like, you haven't heard my opinion about, you know, <laughs> the likelihood of human self-destruction, right? It, 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 numbers don't look very good. <laughs> but I mean, it, just look, can... at, look at the reality, right? you know? The reality is like, yeah, we, we've done things. We don't adjust very well we kind of switch off when we're confronted with information and data that is like contrary to like our experience in the moment, which is sort of what's happening with like global warming and uh, the influence that we have on the environment. By the way, I don't think, I, I think like the earth would be okay over the, well, not the super long run, but oh, like yeah. over, over the longest Humans run, may not be okay. Humans are going to be, <laughs> gonna be okay. Hum, humans are the one that's yeah. not going to be okay. I think George Carlin was actually making a very good point about that. Like, so George Carlin would, would agree with you. The, the stand-up comedian yeah. slash philosopher. Yeah, he. You're absolutely right about that. Yes, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Very, um, very, very true. So um, we only have a, a few more minutes here before we we uh, wind down this episode of Philosoph. Which, by the way, great topic, Humberto. Like, this is like. Yes. Just really, really fun stuff to talk about. Shout out, Humberto. This is an excellent topic, and. Uh, by all means, if you if you have any ideas, feel free to share them at uh, uh, at the village and yeah. uh, greatnessvillage.com. Yeah. Hop in Philosophical Friday channel. Um, you can hop in there. Uh, let's see. Absolutely. So some follow up questions Humberto had. We can kind of lightning round them. Sure. Um, what do you think anything's going to change as it relates to the poker dream? You kind of alluded to it. Uh, assuming yeah, assuming the Earth doesn't just you know, end sure. on itself, um, which, which is a very big if. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all jokes aside. No, I, I, I do think again. This is the best time uh, to live in. You know, uh, I did a poll. You know, on, on on Twitter and asked people. You know, if you could be anybody else. Uh, you know, on, you know, on the planet, but it would be somebody at random. You know, would you 
would you roll the dice? Would you take that chance? And obviously, no. you know, most people say, no, are you kidding me? I mean, things can get much, much worse. This has to do with the locality. Now, if you do the same experiment, you know, and say, would you live in any other time period? You know, people sometimes they all romantic about, oh, you know what, the, the 20s or the 80s. Or, but who really wants to live this amazing world of like comfort if yeah. they're being right to themselves? Like, I mean, I, I often say that if we had the things that we have today back in the Middle Ages, will be the equivalent of basically Superman, right? I mean, like the planes, we can go anywhere we want, like in, in, in very fast speeds, you know, we can communicate with, with, one, with one another, literally at light speed, like by using videos and stuff. So we have superhuman abilities, like we have developed superhuman power, superpowers, right? Yeah. I mean, we've developed superpowers and, and those superpowers extend to poker, right? I mean, I'm, I'm talking, of course, about all the tools available to us, right? I'm, I don't, I'm not, the computers are a form of superpower, right? I mean, we have access to that information. Now, how, how are we going to use that information? It's a challenge. That's, that's a different topic. But we have, like, nobody can, you know, say, find an excuse that there is not enough opportunity, right? The opportunity is there. Right. Somebody may say, well, it's challenging because other people have access to that. Again, that's excuses. It's up to us to take full responsibility, you know, to what we can do about all that stuff. But the opportunities is 100 percent out there. Um, um, as long as like live poker is a thing and human beings are playing poker, uh, I think opportunity to make a living playing this game is just going to exist uh, indefinitely, way beyond my lifetime um, on the online world. I'm not sure. I don't know, but live poker is just going to last forever. That that much I'm very confident in. Um, unless you know, maybe uh, who knows? I don't even want to go down the road of becoming a cy cyborg and all of those types of possibilities. Give us the speculation, bro. That's what people are tuning for. You know, the yeah, give the, us just the like, speculation. Like the the Elon Musk, like Neuralink, uh, um, just like <laughs> yeah. giving real time information, like in live poker. But sure. yeah, I, I for yeah, I, that's not going to be a thing, and. Yeah, just the dream is alive and well, but you have to work hard. You have to take responsibility. You can't blame the dealer. You know, you can't blame wasted time studying. It's on you to choose the route that you take and to figure out how to solve that problem, right? Um, and it is a big problem. It is overwhelming um, figuring out how to uh, realize your poker dream in the same way that like when it came to building out the Wolf program, it was overwhelming, right? It's like, oh, I've got to teach people how to like be crushers um and build out strategies for like every scenario that that they'll encounter um yeah that's a big freaking challenge and very overwhelming and like it hurt my head and you know sometimes i would think about it and go lay down on the couch and just kind of like stare into space and then wake up the next morning and have ideas and just follow those ideas and see what happened. Sometimes they were trash. Like mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they're terrible ideas. The, the, the majority of the time, the, no, again, not to do uh, not, not Brad in particular. I mean, we've, we've brought the Thomas Edison example before. Yeah. Like before he got the light bulb, like a thousand failed attempts. Right? That's that's most of the ideas we have are supposed to be trash. That's what I try to keep reminding our students. Right? We want mistakes. Like without mistakes, it means we haven't even tried, right? We need mistakes to, to navigate and to correct. You know, that's yeah. the, the the way we we, we, we change things. So yeah. the, like we want the trash. We want a lot of trash, as a matter of fact. The more trash, the more good ideas we're probably going to have, the higher the chance. Yeah, and it, as it relates to my poker dream, you know, uh, I guess I'll close on, on this thought um, for my side. Like, you know, the, the interviews when somebody like, 
gets interviewed after busting out of a tournament and they're like, you know, mm-hmm. this is the best poker I've ever played in my life. I, I'm shocked that I got busted out here, right? Like I have always looked on at those interviews with such contempt. <laughs> it like, was expecting that. Yes. F- fully, just so <laughs> full contempt of like, wow, like that is crazy to me. I, I can't, I, I can't play a hundred hands of poker without like, being like, wow, I, I have like five of these situations. Like I need to look at them because like, I'm very, um, just very unsure as to whether or not I, I played them optimally hands that I win. Right. It's like, did I max? It's like, there's oh, yeah. always a thing that you can look to improve in this game and settling and saying that you played perfectly over like four days straight is just such a steaming pile of bullshit. It's just not yeah. <laughs> possible. You're, you're right. being lazy or you're not looking hard enough to improve like every single day because yeah, in this game, like you find a really good move. Um, you look for a better move, you know, that's a, a chess quote that, um, yeah, GGA is fond of using in, in the community, but like you find a good move, you look for a better move. Don't be satisfied with good. Look for great. Look for excellence. Um, so anyway, that, that's sort of like, yeah, my, my, if that gives any insight into like how I view poker greatness, um, that's, poker greatness and it's somewhat unpleasant <laughs> it is very unpleasant exactly you you mentioned that in one of our previous podcasts right the idea that you gotta be a little bit crazy in the head right i mean you know like in order to be able to sustain all this so uh, to your point you know when i have a losing session i i don't sleep for three nights and that's not very healthy and i don't recommend to people but i'm running every scenario in my head and it's like yeah that's yeah. exactly right and that's, when you have a winning not, session you don't sleep for two nights so. that's exactly correct <laughs> you're not sleeping for two nights and you're like maybe i could have won more and it's like right. you know that was a crazy spot or i made that mistake there that was a you know it's very it's very 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 uh, very true yeah cool i mean this has been great topic and i actually just you know ties into what it takes to be a winning poker player as well. I, I think a past uh, philosophical Friday from, you know, either last week or the week before, but Duncan, it's been great as always. I'm going to actually be seeing you this weekend. We'll be hanging out. I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, so if you don't have anything else to add, we'll just uh, shut it down. I will be all Brad. Thank you very much. See you, man. Thanks for listening to chasing poker greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter, join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.